And you got to be very, very careful when you are a leader in training or you are a developing leader, especially us millennials, um, when we start to look at senior leadership and their flaws and their issues uh, who, you know, yeah, their issues and flaws and things, they're out on public display. But you got to watch your mouth and what you say about other people in those positions, no matter, you know, how high or how low you, f- you feel like they have fallen. You got to be very careful about what you say about another leader, because the very words that you speak about them could be the words that you sow into your own future. to the Leaders Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communication specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. So I'm like really excited about this week's topic because we are millennial leaders talking about leadership, building qualities of a leader, and overall discovering the type of leadership that you know we would ultimately want to um, administer or show, like put on display, right? So my question for this week is, is it necessary to respect a fallen leader? Is it necessary to respect a fallen leader? Now, I have my own personal response to this. I have my own personal response to this, and I am going to share it with you. Um, Being someone who has served under various leaders my entire life, okay, even from, you know, being born into a, uh, a Christian family where my father is the, you know, the, the senior pastor and my mom is the senior pastor as well, co-pastor. Um, so we call that a PK, a preacher's kid, um, going from, you know, serving under th- that leadership to when I went into college and serving under uh, various leaders at different organizations and churches that I was a part of and to, um, moving to China and working under various leaders um, of a different culture, like cross-cultural leader with a completely different style of, of organizational management uh, than anything that I had experienced in the past to um, working under administrators who are my leaders, just various compa- capacities of leadership. And so working and serving under these leaders, I have been privileged, I can say, to work closely with many of them. And one thing that I have noticed, one thing that I have noticed is that, of course, and I've said this before, but leaders are human. Leaders are human. Leaders are flawed. The thing is, most of the time, leaders do not show this side to the public because many followers, fans and employees and the like have these leaders placed on a pedestal. Um, they, they're, you know, they're held in very high regard. And so if the leader's flaws are ever shown, then they're going to lose that pedestal 
they're definitely going to be knocked off the pedestal. They're not going to be, you know, held in high regard. And they're going to be seen as um, an equal in many cases uh, because people people just tend to lose so much respect uh, for a fallen leader. Now, when I say fallen, I'm not talking about someone who has passed away or who has died. I mean, someone who they maybe they mismanage money and, you know, the the organization ran it to the ground or, you know, maybe um, if it's a spiritual leader, maybe they had some type of uh, scandal that happened and then all of a sudden the church split and um, and they're no longer in leadership position or maybe they are in leadership leadership position, but the organization has changed. Or, you know, for um, uh, for an employee, you know, a boss is sleeping with his secretary or, you know, something like that or or just any type of fall. OK, when I say fall, I mean failure. And um, you, you, you start to notice that whether publicly or privately, publicly or privately, these leaders are being judged. They're being judged. I mean, even I've done it in the past, you know, to an extent. When I, when I started becoming, uh, when I started actively being developed as a leader, I changed the way that I spoke about other leaders. And you got to be very, very careful when you are a leader in training or you are a developing leader, especially us millennials, um, when we start to look at senior leadership and their flaws and their issues who, you know, yeah, their issues and flaws and things, they're out on public display. But you got to watch your mouth on what you say about other people in those positions, no matter, you know, how high or how low you you feel like they have fallen. You got to be very careful about what you say about another leader, because the very words that you speak about them could be the words that you sow into your own future. Now, I know I hear you. I hear you right now. You're like, no, 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 Dr. C. I'm, I'm, mm -mm. I ain't going to do what they did. I'm smart enough to not do what they did. I'm wise enough. You know, I have the right people. Okay. Okay. All right. I understand that. As a matter of fact, some of the leaders that I served that fell from grace, they used to talk about their previous leadership. Now, listen, listen, listen. And I'm talking about this is not just with one organization. I mean, I have served under three different organizations where there were fallen leaders and they did not have respect for the leader that they served previously and fell. Whether it's the same fall, whether it's the same issue, whether it's the same proclivity, you got to watch what comes out of your mouth about a predecessor because that could be the thing those words you know that lack of respect could be what you are sowing into your own future listen i am not saying this as an enemy i am saying this as a friend i am saying this as a leader who has a heart of compassion for other leaders who have fallen and who has a heart of compassion for leaders who struggle they struggle they have flaws OK, being a leader, being elected to be a leader, OK, whether you are a born leader or a, or, a, you know, a leader that was chosen or made, you have flaws. Hello, David. David would, was one of the Bible's most oh, reputable leaders. Yet he, he, yeah, he had so many flaws. David was a hot mess. Yet the Lord had the nerve to call him a man after his own heart. 
We got to be careful about the things that we say about a fallen leader, because the very words that you put out into the atmosphere about them could come back to hit you in the future. Words are arrows. Words are arrows, honey. As soon as you shoot them out of your mouth, they take direction. And sometimes, sometimes they come back and they hit you in the future. Now, for those of you who know me, you know that I believe in the power of words for ever since 2011, when I was uh, introduced to Dr. Cindy Trim and uh, her, I was reading her book, Commanding Your Morning. And, and I started reading more about affirmations and, and declarations. And I started studying about those things. And I looked at my life where it was, and I didn't like what my life looked like. So I decided to change my words, but I could not change my words until I changed my thoughts. And that, my friend, was the biggest challenge. And I still battle with that even to this day, because just like uh, Pastor Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind, honey, that is where so many battles are. They, they just go on. There's so many wars that go on in the mind. And Learning how to change your thoughts about the issues or the challenges or the faults or the flaws of another leader, that is, that's where your maturity level shows. If you cannot extend grace, if you cannot extend mercy, if you cannot somehow, somewhere use empathy by putting yourself in there in that other leader's shoes, to see how they would feel. Now, of course, you have some leaders who they fall and they're still prideful. They still have an ugly heart. They still, you know, I'm not saying that you have to condone their behavior. I'm not saying you have to hang out with them. I'm not saying you still have to serve them. But I am saying that you want to sow respect because what you sow, you will reap. Hear my heart if you call yourself a leader. Do not put your mouth on another leader, whether publicly or privately, because you are literally sowing destruction into your own life, into your own life. If I'm sitting in a, in a space with, with people and they're starting to talk about a leader, whether positive or negative, I'm going to be that other voice of reason. I'm going to be the person that says, well, what, what about this? Like, what if you were in that situation? Or you should probably not say that because you don't know what that person has experienced or what was going on in their mind. And of course, I always get looks and I always get rebuttals and things like that. But at the end of the day, I know good and well that a leader is human. A leader can be flawed and a leader shouldn't be set on a pedestal. Honey, life has taught me that. And if I look at every single leader that I've ever served in the past, they started their path of leadership in their early 20s. Okay, so if we're talking about baby boomers, right? If we're talking about those who came before us, we're looking at people who started early in their leadership lifestyle. And they may not have had all of the, all of the type of training grounds that we're getting now. And even, <laughs> even with that, you have to be careful. You just, you really have to be, and I, I really pray that you all are hearing my heart with this. You have to be careful because when you open up the door to disrespect, okay, when you, when you allow disrespect to come into your heart for a leader who is 
flawed and who they've fallen and maybe no, they didn't live up to your expectation. When you open the door to that and you sow seeds for that, just know that those seeds, they'll come back to you. And I hear you, I hear you, and I can't even see you, but I hear you saying, Psh, that ain't going to never happen to me because I would be too smart. I would be wise enough not to fall into that same trap. Just because their vice is not your vice doesn't mean that you aren't setting yourself up for a fall too. Look at the leaders that you've served and look at how they talked about their leadership before, if their leaders had fallen, if their leaders fell by the wayside or if their leaders had some type of issues and whatnot that caused them to fall, how did they talk about them? How did they treat them? And was it consistent? We have to learn how to have consistent compassion. Not compa not, Most of us, we have that intermittent compassion. You know, we have compassion on a few days, but then we start to think about it again and how, you know, how offended we've become by the leader that's fallen. And then we stop having that compassion. I mean, we must have consistent compassion, not intermittent compassion. Intermittent means you have it one day and then the next day you don't. You might have it for a few hours because you can understand, but then you remember what they did and then you're angry all over again. Well, okay, but put yourself in that situation. How would you want someone to treat you if you were a fallen leader? Any type of scenario situation that I've been in over the past 10 years over the past 10 years um, definitely I would say more so since 2012 until now any situation that I've been in I've put the shoe on the other foot I've said okay well although I don't like what's happening and although I'm you know I, I feel some type of way about it how would I want people to entreat me if this happened to me how would I want someone to to show me mercy, to show me grace. And I'm gonna tell you right now, honey, if you can't say the same and see a different perspective, then you must check your heart. Especially if you call yourself a leader or you believe that you have leadership potential, baby, you gotta check your heart because pride definitely goeth before destruction. And your destruction may not happen today or tomorrow. It may not happen this decade, but it will be waiting for you if you cannot extend mercy and respect a fallen leader. When we come back after this break, we're going to talk about what respect is, what it looks like, some ways that we can respect a fallen leader. And I called in a few favors from some fellow millennial global leaders around the world, and I wanted to know what they thought about this. Is it necessary for you to respect a fallen leader? And if so, why? If not, why not? Also, what are some ways that you can, you know, show respect to the fallen leader? So I want you to hear from my friends when we come back and uh, we'll take a look at their responses. We'll be back right after these messages. Are you enjoying today's episode? Stay tuned. We'll be back after this message. Hey everybody, today's sponsorship is brought to you by my travel brand, Doctora the Explorer. There's a plethora of travel influencers all across social media, but I'm not seeing many millennial global leaders having the same kind of reach and impact. 
So last year, I launched my travel brand and would like to extend an invitation for you to join me in my explorative adventures. You can find more details about this on my blog at www.doctoratheexplorer.com and also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Doctora Explorer. That is at D-O-C-T-O-R-A-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R. Journey with me as we see the world through God's eyes. We're back with the Leaders Lab with Dr. Charity C. Campbell. All right, welcome back to the second half, Millennial Leaders and Multi-Passionate Entrepreneurs. Once again, you are listening to the Leaders Lab podcast with Dr. Charity TV, and we are talking today about the following question. Is it necessary to respect a fallen leader? And and when we say fallen, we mean a leader who is flawed. And we're not talking about um, our peers, but we're talking about senior leadership, leaders who have gone before us or, you know, people who we've admired, we've served under, we've worked for, um, we have um, you know, been in their organizations or we've been their right hand, you know, um, those type of leaders who they're human and they have flaws. And unfortunately, some of those flaws may have gotten out into the public or, you know, some type of scandalous situation where the masses have lost respect for that leader or the masses have shown disrespect for that leader. But the question is, you as a millennial leader, is it necessary for you to show respect to that fallen leader? Should you show respect to that fallen leader? Now, I have been blessed to have friends all over the world, and uh, many of them are also millennial leaders, and I have called on some of them to get their uh, response to this question. But before I let you hear some of their responses, let's define respect. So let's take a look at the definition of respect, okay? So looking at some of the definitions by Princeton University, as a verb, okay, when we're saying we respect someone, it means that we regard highly, we think much of. Um, Some synonyms of that could be value or esteem. Also, Princeton University says honor, observe, abide by. Um, And then in terms of respect as a noun, like giving respect, not respecting someone, right? So using it as a noun, someone who is held in esteem, someone that we, we respect that way. So the question is, once again, is it necessary to hold someone in high regard who is now a fallen leader? Is it necessary for you to um, honor a flawed or fallen leader? Is it necessary for you to be courteous to a fallen leader? I love looking at definitions because it helps us to not think necessarily in the form of the way we define things via culture, but just taking it back to the actual reference, like what the word means. Is it necessary to respect a fallen leader? 
I'm going to call on some of my fellow millennial global leaders. Now, guys, you have to understand that I have the biggest smile on my face right now because I love people. Okay, let me just say that. I love people. I love meeting people from all over the world. I love um, connecting with people and then maintaining those relationships. I have fellow millennial leaders from the United States, from uh, China, from Ghana, from Zimbabwe, Kenya, and Puerto Rico, who I have asked this question. I don't just want my point of view being shared with, with the audience. I wanna know, what do you think? Is it necessary to respect a fallen leader? First up is one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's my brother from another motherland. He is an educator, one of the co-founders of Duma Homes Limited, and a fellow millennial leader in Nairobi, Kenya, James Gatal Mwangi. My brother, tell me, is it necessary to respect a fallen, or we say flawed, leader? In my opinion, I think it's very important to respect a fallen leader because even though they are defeated, even though they have made a mistake, even though they're now dishonored, um, there's one thing that we learn from their situation. Uh, respecting them doesn't mean that you support them in what they did, but respecting them for the office they held or the position they held in that uh, organization, for example. So the fact that they have been found, uh, you know, guilty of something, they've been defeated, or they put shame on themselves, it's a learning opportunity for us. So we need to learn from their mistakes. So we are respecting the fact that um, they held that position, and maybe one day you want to hold the same position, and you might make the same mistake that they did. So you might not support what they did, but you're respecting them for who they were before they fell. All right, that was my brother from another motherland, James Gatal Mwangi. I couldn't agree more, um, especially when, when you mentioned in the event that that same office or that same position is one that you may, in fact, desire to hold in the future. Um, it's so important that you watch what you say about the person in office because they are still in that office. They're still in that position. And if that's one of the positions that you desire to be in the future, you never know if you are actually causing calamity to come on you in the future in that same, uh, in that same office. So thank you so much for your input, brother. I appreciate that very much. The next millennial leader that I'm going to call, and I'm going to take it back to America, back stateside, based out of Greensboro, North Carolina and the United States of America, um, a fellow millennial leader, someone else who is very dear to my heart, a university adjunct professor and clinically licensed therapist, as well as a fashion stylist, none other than the future Dr. Alicia Williams. Hey, boo. Tell me, what do you think about this question? Is it necessary to respect a fallen or should I say flawed leader? I think it is very necessary to respect a fallen leader. I mean, at the end of the day, they are human. They are no better than you and I. They are, you know, no better than anybody. And if we ask God to forgive us of our sins, to forgive us of the things that we have done, then why wouldn't we, you know, forgive someone else's actions and be able to one day uphold them back into that leadership position? I mean, honestly, it is no different. 
you know, and I feel like one of the ways to be able to respect them is by just forgiving them and realizing that they are human. You know, the the Bible says for us to forgive people when Peter asks, you know, how many times should I forgive? Seven times. And God said 70 times seven, like forgive. And that's ultimately it. And that's ultimately I you heard us say it okay period so forgiveness is absolutely essential in order to make sure that you show respect now nobody said you are forgetting that it happened because we are human so we tend to remember these situations and these things that make us feel um, like we are entitled to hold an offense but at the end of the day forgiveness is essential not just for the leader but it's essential for the leader in you because you should treat that leader the same way that you would want someone else to treat you if you were the one to fall out of grace. Uh, the next millennial leader that we have, we're going to bring it back to China by way of Ghana. Uh, another brother from another motherland, Dr. Frank Larby. He is one of my dear esteemed colleagues who teaches um, at one of the universities in Guangzhou, China. He also is a um, leadership consultant as well. And I just want to hear from him. Frank, Dr. Loaf, tell me, what are your thoughts about this? Should you respect a flawed or fallen leader? Uh, so first of all, I will critically analyze the cause of his or her predicament. If it is due to natural incidents or test of faith, then my respect and probably um, spiritual support uh, will be will give him sort of energy, will give him or her some sort of energy or enthusiasm to rise. So that's very necessary. I'm not going to deny him or her of that, you know, of that respect and support. However, if it is due to his or her unpardonable or deliberate evil actions, then he or she doesn't deserve my respect, you know. So this uh, simple answer probably can give to you that question. And on the second um, part of the question, um, it is necessary to show the respect in these two ways. Uh, first of all, praying and supporting them, encouraging them. And you know, sometimes some fall needs emotional support. So I'm going to do that as well. And also not criticizing them senselessly. Um, on their situation or, or hitting them back on their situation to make them feel more depressed and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I'm going to avoid, praying, supporting, encouraging them in any ways that I can do to help lift them up. And so these ways, these are the ways I'm going to show my respect to them. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for your input, bro. Especially the part where you said you would support them and you would pray for them and um, basically just continue to speak life into them regardless of their fall um, without condoning the sin or the or the issue, the error. So I appreciate that so much. Going from China all the way to Arara, Zimbabwe. We're going to hear from one of my dear sister gals. Uh, I just met her it, actually this time last year. I was in um, Zimbabwe and we connected on such an amazing level and we have stayed in contact. And this is this woman is just 
Whew, she is amazing to me, okay? Uh, she has one of the sweetest spirits and she is a fellow millennial leader. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and owns a boutique right there in Arare, Zimbabwe. Her name is Anesu Kingdom Muchene, but we call her Reggie. Reggie, my sister, tell me, what do you think about this? Like, is it necessary to show respect to a fallen leader? My respect is not affected. Whatever this person might have done does not undo the good that qualified them for that anointing or for that position. David says, touch not the anointed. The fact that God once put his anointing there, he's not a reckless God. For that, I respect this person. And if a person was once my senior at work, uh, whatever wrong they would have done, Usually those positions are acquired by expertise and excellence. So it does not undo, it cannot take away their expertise. So they are still my senior. The difference is that we tend to attack these people because they are in the spotlight. But we are committing the very same things just in the dark. Wait, 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 wait one minute. What did you say about the anointing versus the anointed? What? Um, you know, I'll give you a typical example of David. And so, um, I believe when David says, touch not the anointed, there's a special reason why he didn't say touch not the anointing. <laughs> because um, anointing is, is current, right? If someone still has the anointing, if someone still is operating in the light of God, um, that becomes a current anointing. But he said, touch not the anointed. And what I believe from that scripture is that the fact that God once put his investment upon someone, right? The fact that an individual was once entrusted by God with leadership, with an assignment, even though they might have fallen. But the fact, because God never um, just carelessly invests. <laughs> and I would like to believe the same with leaders, good or evil. The fact that they eventually become leaders, whether by rigging or not, the fact that they eventually become leaders in the presence of God, to some extent, God would have permitted, would have allowed, because he has the power to just, you know, stop it from happening. Right. Well, if it's a church leader, the fact that God once put his anointing, I will not touch because anointed. But um, what will then happen if, if a senior or a leader has fallen from grace is that um, as much as I may respect them as leaders, as seniors, I may not want anything to do with them. Sis, listen, you came up in here and gave us a whole sermon. Um, I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, I one thing that Reggie said, um, she said, you know, as much as I may respect that leader, I may not want anything to do with them. And all that means is it's... I, I'm not going to associate with you or relate to you the same way that I did before, but I will still respect you, pray for you, support you, not condone what you've done or God forbid what you're still doing, but I will respect you from afar. And I think that that's fair. 
Last but not least, y'all, we are going to Puerto Rico. We did our doctoral program together at Colorado Technical University, and uh, he is Dr. Vicente Quitana. He is a retired police officer, and he is the president and CEO of Vicente Quitana Consulting LLC. Primo, tell me, what do you think about this? Should we give respect to a fallen leader? Hola, Charity. Lo voy a decir en español porque posiblemente inglés es más difícil. Pero mi opinión acerca de los líderes, ¿verdad? Que han caído. Nos podemos identificar con líder, eh, por ejemplo, si utilizo la Biblia, podemos decir eh, la historia de Saulo, que fue un líder, ¿verdad? Que se dedicaba a perseguir los cristianos. E independientemente, y también él decapitaba a los cristianos, pero es un líder, ¿verdad? Bajo la Biblia, un testimonio a base de, de, la, de nuestro libro, ¿verdad? Este, el cual nos sirve de ejemplo cómo Dios transforma a las personas, independientemente sean asesinos o no. Y nosotros, pues, podemos ver, ¿verdad?, como a través de los derechos constitucionales hacia el derecho humano debemos mantener la dignidad humana en mi opinión verdad I love it, Primo. So basically what he is saying is uh, he's talking about using um, the Apostle Paul before when he was Saul in the Bible who persecuted the Christians and how he serves as an example how God can transform us. And so basically it's his opinion that it doesn't matter about the wrong that someone has done. We should still respect them as a leader because God can transform them. I let you hear from my friends. Now I want to hear from you please go over to instagram.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV and leave your thoughts and your beliefs in the comments below about this topic. Or you can also send a message. You can send a voice message on anchor.fm forward slash the leaders lab and leave me an audio message. Tell me what you think, and I will play your response on next week's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. I love you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com. And follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.